Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast. This time I am chatting to Mark Donovan, who played the hulking zombie in Shaun of the Dead. Really nice fellow, very patient chap, and it was really nice to catch up with him and just say hi again and go through, uh, you know, the tribulations of having to wear rubber like that and be filming and all dressed in costume and getting records and stuff thrown at you. It's an interesting little chat, so I hope you enjoy. I certainly enjoyed doing it. And here he is, Mr. Mark Donovan. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Fantastic. We, we got there in the end. We did. There we go. How are you today? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. I don't say busy, 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 but no. <laughs> so. Shaun of the Dead. So I just wanted to chat to you a little bit about your experience as, as, as the, the hulking man, as it says in the script. I actually <laughs> was digging through some boxes because I was chatting to Stewie about it um, a while ago. And I had this thought to do a Shaun of the Dead uh, episode of our podcast where we talked through we talked amongst ourselves about how the effects were done as, as best we could recall in the 17 years that have, have elapsed. And um, mm-hmm. I was digging through some boxes and f- found my copy of the script and was looking through it and everything. And then I, I watched the movie and made notes of the different effects and spoke it through with them and everything. And uh, obviously the big one was uh, the first time we really see a zombie as such, although we see sort of mm-hmm. you know, a homeless guy chewing on a pigeon and all that kind of stuff, but we don't really see proper zombie until you arrive as, as the hulking man, as it says in the script. Uh, the big reveal. The yeah. big reveal. And that was uh, a lovely makeup that you had to sport, but uh, mm. it was a hot... Yes, yes. it was played a blinder on that one. It was uh, yeah, a fantastic piece of work. It was cool. And it was a very hot time of year as well, as I recall, at that time. Oh, it was, yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> not a good day to be dressed as you were, because you had to, the costume was pretty hefty, wasn't it? You had a coat on and jumper yeah. and, and covered in rubber as well and blood and... Uh, the rubber wasn't so much to say the blood as time went on was the uh, the issue because it, it was a, basically a sugar syrup base yeah. to it, so uh, it um, it dried very quickly, so it got very very sticky, yeah, and uh, crusty and crunchy, and of course wasps. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that was the uh, uh, the major issue um, as the shoot went on, and of course because um, of all the blood spatter um, issues on the the costume. They couldn't be washed in between days. Yes. And it went on for months, that shoot in the end, um, because the, uh, we kept getting rained off. Uh, so we'd get in, we'd be in the chair, we'd get to go through the makeup, we'd get to set and be waiting in the little merry traveller caravan just outside the location. Yeah. Uh, and then the rain would come in and go, oh, we're not going to get to you till after lunch. And then after lunch, we actually, um, yeah, we're, we're going to do it in our alternate scenes. We're, we're not going to abuse you today, but we can't stand you down just yet, just in case it clears. Yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, he's had the whole day there. And then you'd remount it the next day. And then I think it was originally, I was booked for was it four days location, three days studio. I ended up doing about five weeks worth of days spread over the course of three months oh my gosh um, every day in makeup or did you have some days without um, it where you were shot from behind no every, every day in makeup full uh um and of course so there were different pieces because uh some of them i don't know how much you want to talk about the makeup before i get into the, the details but some of them had a slit to hold the record into the eye so there was a socket yeah yeah so yeah there were different ones for different days of course oh, so, yeah yeah, yeah. 
Stu was yeah, saying was, there was uh, um, the bit where you get hit with the with the shovel just before they sort of dispatch you all, and he said that you can actually mm-hmm. see a little bit of the record fly off because <laughs> it's quite a violent <laughs> act. And I don't know, I don't know if that's yeah. you hit with a rubber weapon or if it's a dummy hit with a you real. No, the um, the bit where the actual shovel hits. Uh, before I did this job, I'd never done any prosthetic work at all. And since then, I've done quite a fair few heavy makeups uh, on different adverts and um, film and TV. But this was my first venture into the world of prosthetics. And uh, I was actually quite excited about having a head cast. And it wasn't until I got to animated extras who um, sort of uh, set it all up. Mm. I realized that the way they wanted to do the hitting with the shovel was they were going to do a full body cast and make the um, the body as well mm-hmm. uh, as the head. And uh, that would be on a bar. So there'd be no legs, just the, the torso and the head on a bar. Uh, and then when they hit with the shovel, they'd flip the bar backwards and the uh, Mary and I's bodies would you know fly backwards out of shot. Mm-hmm. So the actual being hit with the shovel wasn't me. It was uh, I was it was all the record throwing that uh, that I was there for uh, in shot. Uh, we actually we we did a load of trust exercises as well. I remember in rehearsal because uh, we did rehearse <laughs> before we got to um, location uh, down, down at Ealing. We had a couple of days and uh, we did trust exercises where we got to throw. Uh, the rubber records that were going to be used in the, the scene, um, we got to throw them at uh, Simon and Nick. <laughs> so I'm begging Nick Frost. Uh, so, you know, we, you know, vent our fury <laughs> loving these records, yeah. uh, which were, um, as I say, they were, they looked like ordinary records, but they were about a uh, uh, quarter to half an inch thick. Right. So they were they were quite sizable bits of rubber, so that they would keep their shape as they flew. Because they were too thin, obviously they just flop around everywhere. Yeah. Um, so there was quite a bit of rubber in there, quite hefty. And I remember we you know, went through all these trust exercises, and you know, we were all comfortable with it. And on the very first day, uh, when we were throwing them, uh, Nick Frost threw one at me, uh, which hit me right in uh, my eye that wasn't covered by the piece. Oh. But. Nick was so terrified that he'd hurt me and was you know, really apologetic. So the following day, I was trying to source a neck brace. <laughs> See if I just come <laughs> to wind work. him up. Yeah, just to wind him up, but I didn't manage it. <laughs> yeah, is it because it's quite a violent-looking scene, and like you say, it's one of those things that a lot of people don't realise is that stuff does get rehearsed, and even though it may be very quick on screen you know or very very quick cuts it's you know that's that's how it edited down but it has to be you know rehearsed and practiced and then contingencies and they've got to figure out you know what the camera angles are going to be and there's a lot of work that goes into very technical dry stuff isn't it to have to break stuff down like that because it's quite a, a frenetic scene very a lot of action very quickly and, and and that all needs to sort of time right and like you say things like that with the best will in the world there's always a little bit of risk in there even a rubber record you know thrown hard enough is going <laughs> to so you help and did <laughs> and there was, there was some, some shattering ones as well because the, the ones that broke i think they were wax for the shattering ones and then the yeah they, they just ones. couldn't that was another one sorry there was another one that took ages to get right because they couldn't we couldn't get them to shatter effectively mm. so you know they were throwing it and it was just not breaking apart in a way that looked good on camera so they tried putting a board underneath my um, uh, shirt for them to be thrown at so they would shout, and that didn't work. They tried rigging up two wires 
through to to the board mm-hmm. and launching them along this wire uh, so that it would hit at speed just in the right place and at the right angle but that didn't work when they ended up, they ended up um, putting them in a freezer to make them as brittle oh. as they possibly could so yeah that's another one you don't know that until you're there on the day yeah so a shot should take yeah you know, 20 minutes to do literally took a, a whole afternoon if not you know portion of the morning and afternoon yeah. and the majority of the day just that one it's when you see it on screen it is literally uh probably about 12 frames yeah you know less than a second it's crazy um, isn't it? so yeah it was the scene that wouldn't die. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just kept going back to it, back to it, back to it. There's one more thing to do, one more thing. Uh, but yeah, it was um, yeah, quite an experience. I've got to say that having the live cast done for the very first time was absolutely well. Yeah, one of my yeah, bucket list things. Oh wow, that's having cool. all the alginates you know, all I, over my head and yeah, because I was there for that. I did. I, I worked with you on the live cast. I think you'd had a shave because you'd had a beard up until that point. You were saying that you shaved it off of the live cast, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I felt really bad that you'd shaved this beard off. Um, and that's the memory cheating because we actually did the shave at the in the room where we did the cast. I actually walked in with the beard, and Pauline was there with clippers and a razor, and I went into the little off room with a sink right uh, she you shaved, shaved most of it and i went inside and i shaved the rest of it there and then just before oh we put the alginate on so uh <laughs> yeah i remember it clearly and so we did the head first um and then took it off which was fine and then we did the um the the body cast which yeah. was um uh, like a plaster of paris because i remember the uh um uh it was i think it was alginate first and maybe then plaster afterwards plaster bandage my, my body yeah. yeah, my abiding memory of it is um, and making little uh, ridges uh, of plaster bandage, so you know that you had things to grip on with. To, yes, yeah, you know, take it yeah, off. Little ribs, yeah. Um, and I remember just standing there, and it must have taken probably about forty-five minutes. And of course, the more you did, it was getting heavier and heavier yeah. and heavier. I started to feel like like an ice warrior from Doctor Who, you know, just with <laughs> the big armor. I mean, it's just like God, it's getting tiring. Uh, so yeah, it was quite a relief when we got to the end of that casting yeah, at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember they gave me um, a key to a dressing room afterwards to go and get showered off. Yeah. And it was in a different block, and I had to walk away across because uh, uh, it was a Shepperton. Yeah. Across to uh, one of the other blocks, and I walked in and realised that it was uh, a studio where they were filming X Men. Right. And the dressing room key I had, I went up. You know, I looked at it was number seven or whatever, and I walked up and on the door. Patrick Stewart, <laughs> his name was on the door. So uh, Xavier's room. So, but if they were just, you know, on an off day film, or they just finished, or whether they were, but yeah, basically, I was in Patrick Stewart's room. That's amazing. Getting uh, all the all the gunk off me. Uh, so yeah, that was a story to tell the missus when I got home. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, well, at least they gave you a shower room. That's good. <laughs> it was Shepherd. Yes. So um, even just walking in to to go to animated extras. Um, walking past all these little shacks that had you know all the you know the properties and you know stores that sold lighting gel and you know all the everything's on site there all these little individual businesses yeah yeah uh walking past the big studios that were, i think it was um uh, there was some egyptian thing going on maybe it was one of the mummy films but you know they had these huge columns yeah uh, you can see through the through the studio doors and everything, and I thought this is the stuff that was done here over the years, and 
uh, and I didn't, um, as I'm a big Doctor Who fan, and all the uh, Peter Cushing movies were done with Shepperton. Oh, wow. Uh, so, yeah, I, I was just, even just walking around and soaking in the atmosphere was great. And then, of course, I got to uh, you know, have a, my life cast done and, and you know, just be part of the whole industry again. It was absolutely marvelous. Had a whale of a time. Um, and Stuart's makeup, I mean, I'm seeing the design beforehand. I mean, it's uh, the way people are, I don't understand how. Um, just take um, a, a life cast and sculpt on top of it and make it so seamless as if it, you know, uh, just adding things to it, but not making it look like it's any bigger than it was beforehand. Yeah. Uh, not quite get the physics of it, but uh, yeah, it's a brilliant piece. I mean, the way um, we had um, uh, the, the way the teeth were done, it was almost uh, the, the, the Planet of the Apes um, style thing where the set of teeth would actually sit on top of my lips yes. on the outside, and then the piece would go over those. Um, so that when I talked, you know, the, the teeth moved in a very naturalistic way. Yeah. That's a very famous photo of me and Edgar um, with him leaning on my shoulder and us both laughing. And I'm smiling. And you can see the <laughs> smile. <laughs> see the smile, even though those aren't my teeth. That's, yeah. you know, that's not my face. No. And and it's actually conveying emotion. That's great. Uh, so it's it's was wonderful, wonderful piece. And they were removable, so you could eat and you know do other things. Yeah, you could use your mouth in between um, takes, which is handy. So they're not sort of stuck well, in there permanently. Well, you say that, <laughs> unfortunately, when you get there, you get to lunch and realise that they've they've got rice for the day, and trying to eat rice through a piece. No, it's not easy. <laughs> You've got all the danglers and everything, and it's just trying to get it so it doesn't hit. But I gave up in the end. Yeah. I'd breakfast in the morning and then sk- I'd skip lunch. Yeah, well, was. fair enough. Yeah, so, no. That, yeah, the thought was there. That is, <laughs> that is one of the little known things about makeup is like things that go in and around the mouth, you know, um, from a makeup point of view, you do sort of after lunch checks and it's not uncommon to like, yeah, fish out a bit of stroganoff or whatever stuck in there because, you know, if people wearing a big extensive makeup, they, they can't help it. They've got to do it. And um, I've done things before where like we've had, you know, creature suits in and they've got dentures in, for example, and they've got gloves on mm-hmm. and they've got extensions and nails on their hands. So they can't use their hands. And so, you know, you pop yeah. your hands in there. And so yeah, being squeamish is, is not, not good <laughs> if you if you want to work in this kind of stuff, because there's all sorts of horrible things that you might not think end up being your job but are <laughs> like cleaning out lunch from faces but there you go i'm bless a morag as well who the um who was this the on-site medic you know nurse uh but yeah i mean the things morag had to do was sitting in a as i say the little caravan uh, which wasn't like a normal trailer it really was like a caravan you would go uh to um anglesey <laughs> for a family holiday yeah um sitting in in the road outside and it was all full of costumes and of course as i said for quite a few days we got rained off so it, was, it smelled like wet dog because of all the fur on the costumes and stuff that were and you know so anything had a fur collar that got wet just stank the place out <laughs> and we'd be stuck in this thing i remember at one point nick had um done his uh shoulder in uh, i think this is actually on the dvd where morag had to give him a cortisone injection yes in his right. yeah which we did in that little caravan so that thing you see on the dvd we're actually sat in a semicircle around. It wasn't just him and Morag. We were all sitting around, sheltering from the rain. We're all friends him. here. <laughs> yeah. Hoped in the backside with a needle. 
Uh, so she starts playing up to the camera at one point. He's like, "Stop messing around! Just do it." <laughs> I was just going to say briefly about um, like what you say about like you know getting made up and not getting used. That's something that can happen a fair bit, especially like on principles that you know that when they're going to shoot something, they may think about what they're going to film or the location. They've only got for a certain amount of time, and those sorts of things take precedent. And then it's 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 happened to me a lot where I'll you know make somebody up, and then the poor person sat there mm. in makeup all day waiting to get used, and then they just don't. And it's amazing. People go, "Oh my god, you had to." You know, you think you see a scene and you can tell from that that, you know, maybe they did the makeup two or three times. But, you know, often you have to prepare to make lots and lots of pieces and prepare for lots of applications because you don't know how many mm -hmm. times you're going to be needed. You know, Stuart has, you know, multiple versions of my head lying there with the blank pieces, mm. you know, pinned on, uh, ready to be you know, called in if they were needed. Yeah, I mean, we got the makeup done. Originally, it was about an hour and a half, I think, to put on. And we got it down to about 45 minutes in the end. Um, but the D-Rig, <laughs> yeah, the D-Rig just took so much. You think, you know, I've only got to be, you know, the long part. But, yeah, just because it was stuck on so, you know, so well, mm. you, you know, you couldn't just rip it off. You have to literally, as you know, go around with the, the cotton bud, you know, with the most um, yeah, nice problem just taking it bit by bit by bit by bit and then try and get it so that uh, you know, it, was, it, was a, it was such a large piece that it covers um, the whole of one side of my face and half of the other side of my face. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, it, yeah, doing the edges, you know, was, uh, you know, putting it on was bad enough, but you know, trying to take them off without, because uh, you know, I say we were doing it so often, you had to you know, think about my skin as well, you know. With yes. The, yeah, you know, you'd be doing to it. So, you know, Stuart blessing me was, uh, you know, very patient. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, the temptation must have been to just, like, oh, just pull it off. <laughs> just get, no, just get out well, of yeah, Stuart, Stuart Conran is a pro. He's been doing it a long time, and um, yeah, you're in very safe hands with that. But yeah, he would, uh, yes. he would take his time with it and, and be careful. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, but it does mean, of course, that you're the last one out because if you've been wrapped at the same time as everybody else, yeah, um, everybody else has got. I remember on my last day, we had, you know, sort of my, you know, golden wrap and went, there, you know, they everybody said, oh, uh, just go and get de rigged and come back down and more and do a little, uh, uh sort of presentation thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, that was nice. So we got de rigged, went down, everybody else had gone home. <laughs> yes, no, that's uh, so, often oh, the case. Oh, yeah, apart from like location people it's like first in last out usually makeup it can be uh, a thankless task well obviously if the makeup people are there you your poor actors there as well so um yes it can be <laughs> a long day um one thing i was going to mention is that stewie conrad mentioned that he had um a 2000 ad comic i don't know if you were aware of this of the sort of the the the, the story that led up to the hulking man and how he got his face ripped off did you ever see that not only did I see it, um, I got married in 2005, and uh, my best man actually gave me the original artwork for the strip from Fraser no I've actually got it on my wall. I'm looking at it right now. The, oh, um, my gosh. Yeah. That's amazing. How cool. Stuff, so, yeah, that's uh, that a fantastic wedding present. But, yeah, it was wonderful to see it. You know, just, uh, I was... I bought issue one of 2000 AD. I was a 2000 AD kid back in the day. Yeah. You know, it was sponsored and um, uh, Rotors and Hammerstein and uh, all. I, I love 2000 AD, so I actually get myself in its pages. Uh, wow. And Shaun of the Dead cover as well. You know, it's just unbelievable. But 
um again, oh my gosh you must be so mad because you were also on the front cover of fangoria magazine so that's that pretty was, cool i was gonna say i was also a fango kid <laughs> oh my um, gosh and, uh, when they had the proof of the um uh, the cover uh, edgar emailed it to me um uh, with the subject line brace yourself <laughs> and uh yeah just uh the, the day when i was a fango cover girl <laughs> that is amazing fangoria and 2080 that's pretty epic man and you've got the original so, art that's incredible yeah oh my gosh so I, can, I could die a happy man after that oh, bet. oh man borak <laughs> thung no one at... <laughs> awesome that's so cool yeah. Wow, because yeah. I was I, I I read some of the 2000 AD. I mean, this is not relevant particularly to Sean there, but I used to read some of the 2000 AD because what happened? I used to read Eagle, and Eagle comic was uh, it kind of felt that, that whole Fleetway thing. There was like in the mid 80s, there was that whole kind of printer strikes and all sorts of weirdness, and a lot of comics kind of merged and sort of mm -hmm. fell apart. There was one comic I read called Scream, which was a mm -hmm. horror comic. I don't know if you've seen it. I'll have to send you a link. I've got, yep. I've got them all. I've got them all. I found them on yeah, I, eBay. Yeah, I've got uh, some uh, scans of them uh, on my hard drive. Oh, fantastic! Uh, and so yeah, I've got a few of those as well. Because I want to sculpt but, uh, some was that things the from it. Eighties reboot of Eagle and all the uh, the original ones for uh, yes, and there's the fifties and sixties. Yeah, it was the eighties reboot. That's 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 when I yeah. sort of came online to to understand these things. So I read the Eagle and then there was another kids comic called Spike, um, which mm -hmm. I still got the first edition of. And then yeah, a lot of the comics sort of merged in the mid eighties or just sort of floundered and mm -hmm. they merged. I remember I think it was Victor and Eagle merged together a bit. Mm -hmm. And and there were some crossover stories where I remember Doom Lord was in something that mm -hmm. was with a Vic in a Victor strip, and it was like what? It was just this is like trying to mix it up by <laughs> by crossing the worlds, which I wasn't ready for. But, but not Joe Soap. No, not Joe Soap. <laughs> no, no. Oh my gosh! I thought that was a very strange fit for Eagle. It Joe was, Soap. it was. And do you remember Otto Sump uh, had the um, the campaign for Ugly, and he was selling things to make people ugly. <laughs> yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. What yeah. that would make an excellent. They should turn these into into like TV series. I think they'd be amazing. Those two thousand strips are, were way ahead of their time. Sometimes we have like thirteen floors. I like those. Yes, I've got, I've got, um, because they they carried on the story with some of the summer specials. I've actually got they reprinted them. I don't know if you've seen. Um, uh, well, I've got it here. There was there's a there's a comic company. I think they're called. Hang on. And the Dracula file as well. Mm. It is Rebellion Comics, um, and they've reprinted. 2008 they, sorry they reprinted the dracula file they've reprinted monster uh which mm -hmm. some of it was written by alan moore and they've reprinted mm -hmm. the 13th floor um and they're just they're exquisite they're absolutely exquisite and uh oh god um, i always loved my horror comics i go back to the 70s i used to get dracula lives and uh, planet of the apes you know the old um you know american imports yeah Oh yeah, sorry. I thought I'd drop the line for a second. No. Um, yeah, so um, yeah, I was always a, a big comic fan. So when you started getting the, you know, the likes of Eagle and uh, 2000 AD coming out, mm -hmm. um, and of course I said Doctor Who earlier. I used to get Doctor Who weekly when it first came out, which yeah, then became Doctor Who monthly, which is still going today. Which I'm glad it still has a comic strip in it, um, you know, despite uh, being mostly for. Yeah, market now they still keep that little throwback, which is nice. Oh wow! Um, yeah, um, yeah, I still love my comics back. 
fantastic. <clears throat> Well, that mm -hmm. was a turn I wasn't expecting. That's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Not much to do with bits of rubber, but there you go. Oh, lovely. I'm quite cool. sure that will fit in the podcast. But there you go. It, maybe not, but it's just lovely to chat about. That's awesome. Oh, my God. Well, that's. I think that's all I want to bug you with. That's fantastic. Thank you very much for your time, sir. Not a problem. Uh, nice to talk to you. And, uh, yeah, when you were saying about um, not having met on in Bryce, I thought you were at the, the Lifecast. Yeah, um, I was. Yeah, I was at the Lifecast. I wasn't on most of the shoot. Well, not the London, the North London shoot. Uh, there was a chunk of time where I was away and I came back to the Ealing stuff, but I was on the build. But yes, yes, because I remember we Lifecast Mary, uh, we, we Lifecast Bill Nye, and I didn't <laughs> Lifecast Nick, but I know that Stewie and Dan did. And uh, also I Lifecast Dylan Moran. And I think maybe that was it. I don't know. But yeah, that room will be livecast. That was the livecast room. So I remember livecasting. It was the only time I've ever been flustered by um, an actor. And it was, I was livecasting, oh shit, Frank Finley. I had to livecast oh. Frank Finley for um, some movie. And um, I was so starstruck because I was a huge, and still am a huge Three Musketeers fan. I mean, I know he's done a lot, but uh, he yeah. was he was in Three Musketeers, obviously, in, in the Richard Lester one, and I was like, oh my God, and I was trying to get his paper suit on, and I was trying to put his foot through the armhole because I wasn't paying attention, because I was like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> I love Frank Yeah. Uh, I love the witch smell, the smell of the three Oh yeah. my God, the first Blackadder, yes. Yeah, yeah, the first season. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, he was and, he was uh, amazing in it, and Pete, uh, Peter Cook was in that as well, I think. Yeah. Oh no, he wasn't the first episode. Yeah, but yeah the Mitchell of Sweden. Yeah, it was, uh, it was the King Richard, wasn't Richard III. And I remember not that we met on in Bruges, but you were in, in Bruges as well, and I, I did some stuff <laughs> there. Well, I did some stuff in the studio again at Shepperton. I did live casting and sculpted some pieces and then uh filmed a few days in bruges well when you know brendan gleason bursts when he hits the ground and all that kind yeah. of stuff and the neck shot as well he gets shot in the neck i think ray fine shoots him in the neck um mm -hmm. but uh, that would have been a different day but i, I remember seeing it because i hadn't realized you were in it and then i saw it at the cinema i was like oh my god there's mark again <laughs> well it was great because i don't know if you remember but the, uh, the production base was in bruges yes um so you know rather than skip me back and forth for fittings all the time or have fittings done over here. They literally just shipped us over and put us up in the hotel in Bruges for like three weeks. Wow. Uh, and, you know, I called every you know, couple of days, oh, can you come in this afternoon for fitting? We'll send a car. Yep, fine. And, of course, it was Barry, the transport captain from Shaun the Dead, who was doing the um, – so there was that kind of Shaun the Dead feel on it anyway because yeah. I've seen Barry. And um, I uh, – uh, no, afterwards, of those three weeks, we only ever filmed on two afternoons. Wow. Not even two full days, two afternoons. And for the first one, um, I got there, so we're overrunning a bit from the morning. So just stay in the uh, the trailer and we'll come and grab you in about an hour. And they never got to us. <laughs> so of those two afternoons, I only actually filmed on it for yeah, possibly about four hours, but I had three weeks in Bruges as a result, mm -hmm. being a tourist most of the time. You know, going animals and you know, going on little horse rides in the carriage around the city, and, oh, wow. and buying Belgian beer and chocolates yeah. and horses. <laughs> so, yeah, dream job, really. It was because in the movie, the, you know, he's always banging on about how shit Bruges is, and I'm like, it's lovely. We oh, about... <laughs> it's really yeah, nice. Gorgeous. Chocolate and the best beer oh, ever. It's, it's there's no yeah. no problems at all. <laughs> I keep meaning to get back one day at uh, 
uh, I haven't got around to it yet. But um, yeah, one day, <laughs> one day. Anyway, lovely to talk to you. And you, sir, thank you so much for your time. I do appreciate it. Not a problem. And uh, yeah, just uh, hope things get back on track soon and back in the swing of things. I hope so too. I'm, I'm surrounded by my workshop, ready to go. But at the moment, I just sort of throw <laughs> myself fully into my podcast at the moment because I've, I've neglected it for six months because it's been just crazy with the filming and stuff. So, uh, mm-hmm. but, but I love doing this. I love talking about the stuff and examining things in detail because I teach a fair bit as well. This, you know, this kind of mm-hmm. stuff and. Um, so questions come up and I just like to do a little deep dive. So it's always, it's lovely to talk to people who are interested in this stuff. Like, well, like the comics and when you suddenly meet somebody, you go, Oh my God, you read the same things I did. You know what I mean? It's like, um, that's lovely. Oh, it's very cool. Amazing. But yeah. I've got a YouTube channel as well, by the way, called zombie adventures. <laughs> it's just me going on adventures. Oh, wow. Um, uh, so yeah, it's, um, stuff like I did one on my last date, like Liz, and then uh, when I went to Iowa, I did a sort of uh, four-part thing of I went to the Field of Dreams, you know, the, the movie Field of Dreams yeah. was filmed. The baseball diamond and the house is still there. Oh. Um, and they actually, because uh, it was the 35th anniversary, doing a special event where they had ghost players coming out of the corn and doing a show on the baseball diamond. So I've got a, a vlog of that day and one at the theme park and went to Iowa State Fair and did the day there. Oh, wow. So there's, uh, there's one of me carving that pumpkin last halloween with the hulking zombie's face on it <laughs> so yeah if you get a chance check it out i'll send you a link in the uh, actually it's zombieadventures.co.uk will take you straight to the youtube page uk so, all right thanks very much i'll, I'll uh, put it on there anyway all the best thank you very much um, i'll, I'll yeah. see you on facebook it's a pleasure to be a part of it oh, thanks, man. <laughs> take care bye-bye and take care you can get in touch through our Facebook page or email us at stuartandtodd at gmail.com. Check the show notes for more information. If you enjoyed this episode, tell someone else and help us grow by sharing it on social media. Thanks for listening.